And they all say that about 70% of all chronic disease, it's just an estimation, starts in your mouth because of the disruption. Because teeth are not just hard biting instruments or like your hair, teeth are organs. You have 32 organs standing on one of the most important cranial nerves, which is called the trigeminal nerve. And if you know that this trigeminal nerve can transport all toxins, viruses, bacteria, parasites, and whatever, into your brainstem body mind empowerment get stronger faster smarter quicker friendlier more helpful more driven everything the body needs control your mind welcome to the body mind empowerment podcast i'm your host seamland and our guest today is dr dominic nischwitz dr dome is a biological dentist and functional medical practitioner in germany he's written the book health starts in your mouth and practices biological dentistry in his clinic. If you want to support the channel, then definitely check out Ancestral Supplements. They have amazing grass-fed, high-quality organ meat supplements, and uh, they're basically like real food in a freeze-dried capsule, and organ meats are one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's uh, good to... Uh, we haven't met face-to-face -face yet, but uh, we've been talking online for a bit, so it's yeah, glad to talk with you. Really cool. <laughs> you. Good. Uh, so maybe let's start off with like, a, what is biological dentistry and uh, what does it do? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as I said, I'm a specialist in biological dentistry and ceramic implants. So in my opinion, biological dentistry is the overlap of functional medicine, you could say health optimization or biohacking, and high-tech dentistry. So it's basically the next level of conventional dentistry with a focus on optimal health. So how can I get my patients as healthy as possible? And as you know, health starts in your mouth because this is kind of like the entrance to your overall body. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that is such a like underrated uh, approach in a way that uh, one of our most immediate point of contact is our mouth with the outside world, so to say that uh, we we do you know experience the world by touch, uh, but the skin is like a very surface layer, whereas the mouth is more of like a direct, you know, point of contact with uh, the outside world and the like the things that we may potentially come across. So that's very true. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's kind of like the entrance to your whole system. So basically, when we come to Earth, like through the womb, through the birth channel. Our oral microbiome starts in the mouth and by like getting the flora from yeah, your mom's vagina and then it changes through breastfeeding and then of course you have, a whole oral, you have a whole microbiome in your mouth which makes total sense because it's kind of like the, yeah, the initial contact to the outside world, your immune system and it's all like living in there. It's quite, quite bigger than the yeah, gut microbiome or the microbiome in the colon. Can we want mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. It's supposed to be a bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem. Um, so, how did you get into uh, biological dentistry? Like, did you start off as one or uh, were you more of like a conventional dentist first? Great question. Thank you very much for asking. Um, it took me a while to figure out that the dental part is actually uh, where I belong to because 
I never wanted to become a dentist. My dad is a dentist. And um, we had to do civil service in, in Germany when I was about 19 years old, right after school. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just like trying to become a professional skateboarder, doing lots of sports. And, but I wanted to be, uh, I was doing a paramedic, is it correct? Paramedic at civil service. And mm -hmm. you have an internship in the clinic and they, they just put me into a dental clinic. And even if I was only a civil servant, I was able to extract teeth because I think in retrospect, the doctor there thought I was a student. So I mm -hmm. took like a lot of teeth and it, it's, it looked like a really great job. And I was very good with the, my manual labor anyways. So I just applied to dental school without knowing anything. So I didn't know that dentistry, you need to know chemics or physics or any sort of sciences. I was just like, oh, okay, that seems to be a good thing. I just apply and start doing it. Um, but I was always very interested in my own health. And before university even, as I said, I wanted to become very good in sports. I was, but I was always a little bit of, yeah, a little bit sick, you can say. I was very athletic, but I had recurrent throat infections, lots of things, tons of antibiotics, like the regular medical stuff. And yeah, so I was searching for, yeah, uh, how I can get my body healthy. And I was doing this already while I was studying dentistry. So I, was, so I started basically with nutrition and physical exercise when I was 20 years old and was very much interested in the nutritional part and did all these things kind of like parallel to university where you have to study chemistry, biochemistry, physics, and all kind of connected just on a personal level for me. So I wasn't thinking outside of the box. I was just doing the studying. And conventional dentistry is basically about repairing teeth. You have a hole in it. You need a filling. That you need a root canal. If there's a lot of material missing, you need a crown. All these things. But I wasn't connecting it. And after university, um, when I was, yeah, I had to do an assistancy before you become a before you can open your office two years at a at a clinic and I was very fortunate to learn from a very good surgeon because I wanted to start surgery from scratch like implant surgeries and oral surgery and he was doing amalgam fillings and I was very yeah athletic and of course performance and nutrition and aesthetically driven I, I could also not place a, uh, a, I would say an ugly silver or metal filling in the mouth of a patient and I knew from my dad that he wasn't doing amalgam fillings for the last 20 years. I had learned in school how, how the amalgam fillings are working and that they are basically fine from a biting point of view. They last forever, they're cheap, they are subsidized by the insurance, but I couldn't do it. So I told my boss, no, I can't do amalgam fillings. And this is basically uh, when all the whole universe in terms of health optimization opened for me. So my, my learnings for me personally in terms of performance, nutrition, aesthetics, and health optimi optimizing me, plus then the conventional part with the amalgam opened the field of heavy metals to me, functional medicine. I learned from Dietrich Klinghardt. I did the functional medicine course back in 2011. I basically went to causes to learn... I had to learn different approaches the first four or five years um, just was to search because I, I didn't like only doing the dentistry part. I wasn't sure what I'm going to do. 
but I knew it's going to be something with the overall body. And amalgam was kind of like the holy grail at the beginning. This led me to the problems with the root canals, led me to cavitations, led me to all sorts of things, intravenous nutrition and neurotherapy. I'm also a naturopathic doctor, which I, yeah, I did all these yeah, certificates yeah, basically to learn stuff for myself. And now it's like 15 years later and I can give it all back and have a full concept and um, basically biological dentistry 2.0. And it's very, yeah, it's going very well and we can help lots of people here. And this is why I'm doing all these podcasts and books just to spread information because this is still something you don't learn in university, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 that is true. And I'm glad that you made some of these revelations uh, because yeah, like I would imagine that most, uh, like it's very common even for like regular doctors to, um, not have the holistic approach or not understand how intertwined and interconnected everything else is in the body. So I, I would imagine that it's not an exception amongst the dentists either, like the traditional dentists. So they are pretty like um, maybe they don't yet take into account how the, the oral health is affected by like other systems in your body and uh, vice versa. Yes, the problem is that you, university, you most of the time just get trained to repair things. It's kind of like a garage where you just bring in your car and then there's a dent you need a filling and whatever. And the main goal is just biting and aesthetics. So it has to look good, you can bite on it, but that's basically it. And right. well, and it's not, yeah, it's really outside of the box thinking. You would always call it, it was called holistic dentistry. It is still holistic dentistry. It should be called holistic medicine and dentistry should just be a part of it. And as, as I told you, I've done the functional medicine courses years ago. And even all the functional medicine doctors I'm meeting right now, and all, I call them the wolves, and um, they are still not really looking into your mouth in terms of your overall body perspective, even if everything starts there. So this is basically the mission here, showing that this is a part that needs to be dealt with in kind of like a foundational overall health optimization protocol. Yeah, yeah. So maybe let's talk about how does the mouth uh, affect, you know, the rest of the body and your health? Like, wh why would you like, uh, you know, make a book about uh, that health starts in your mouth in the first place? It wasn't, actually, it wasn't my idea to write a book. It was like, because of all these inquiries and being specialized, I, I did these YouTube videos. Somebody was very interested in these videos and just asked me, wow, something new you want to write a book so this is how it came across and my only thought was hmm this is something where i could bring the information to lots of people yeah, because the goal is help as many as possible and so i just signed and said okay let's do the book and didn't think about how much time it will cost me but i'm now very happy actually that i did it because it kind of like yeah it, it, it came out in 2019 in germany and now it's already in english it's in french in actually it's in estonian it's just, that's crazy, right? It's yeah. in Chinese, and this is all coming from these different countries. So I cannot, because I'm not self-published, I cannot just translate it's all going through. So basically, I just have this strong urge or passion to show everybody that the mouth is basically part of your body. Like basically, that's it. And that you maybe have to look for different approaches nowadays, because in this world, the epidemic is chronic disease, it has to do with your immune system. This is something we learned in the last half year, 
I think whole, the whole world knows now about the word immune system. But before, I think it wasn't so clear. Corona had is going on. And about inflammation, which is also, of course, because of your immune system, toxicity, and basically what you could do differently. Because from a craftsman point of view, of course, it's fine to have maybe an amalgam filling in your mouth because you can bite on it. It's also good to have a root canal because you can bite on it. And maybe you can have all sorts of different materials in your mouth and you can bite on it, but they can have on a three-dimensional x-ray, you can have huge inflammations, chronic cysts, chronic ongoing cytokines like the innate immune system cytokines like TNF-alpha, interleukin-1. All these things that are disrupting your whole immune system and nervous system. And yeah, I learned from very good people like Dietrich Klinger, Thomas Rao, and they all say that about 70% of all chronic disease, it's just an estimation, starts in your mouth because of the disruption. Because teeth are not just hard biting instruments or like your hair, teeth are organs. And you have 32 organs standing on one of the most important cranial nerves, which is called the trigeminal nerve. And if you know that this trigeminal nerve can transport all toxins, viruses, bacteria, parasites, and whatever, into your brainstem, it's called retrograde axonal transport. And if you have a little bit of an idea about your autonomic nervous system, you will know that your ganglia and your all other brain nerves and also the nervous vagus, which is the parasympathetic nerve, is totally connected. So you can see how all these T's are intertwined with your whole nervous system and of course with your whole organs in your body, like everywhere. There's actually even a chart for it in the book. Wow. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah, quite phenomenal. And uh... Yeah, like most people wouldn't ever think about like I, I like I haven't thought about like teeth being separate organs uh, I, I myself either but I do know that <clears throat> like you know, the adipose tissue or the muscle tissue is is uh, acts like an endocrine organ and it controls like also like the levels of inflammation and uh, oxidative stress in the body so maybe like a bad oral health can also resemble like this uh, visceral fat or you know excessive body fat where you are constantly secreting these pro-inflammatory cytokines <clears throat> and other pro-inflammatory, you know, uh, markers into your bloodstream on a chronically basis. And uh, like I said, like these am amalgams or uh, metal fillings, they are just like stimulating the nervous system in this uh, disruptive way. And that's where it all, the, that's where the, like the all like disease will originate from as well, because your body is constantly and chronically uh, inflamed uh, by it. Yes. Yeah, totally correct. So it's, yeah, exactly. It's basically totally the same, just another part in your body. It's not the fat tissue or the muscle tissue. It's just like the nervous system and everything else too, because let's go with the metal. Yeah, a metal in your body, let's say everywhere. It could also be a titanium screw in your arm. But most of the time you have metals in your mouth just for biting and different ones. And you can always, you can see a few points here. So metal can be just toxic. Like mercury, mercury is the most toxic non-radioactive element known to men. So I don't think it needs to be in your body. Mm -hmm. The is still the main source of mercury toxicity in the world and in your body. Also there's gold, titanium, all these other metals don't have any um, structural component for your body. Then you can have an immune problem because you could be allergic to everything. And for example, everybody knows that nickel is a highly that is that a lot of people are allergic to nickel, but there are studies showing that um, if you get the immune system in contact with inorganic or organic mercury, you can get 
allergic to it. And even gold is very, very highly allergic under lymphocyte transformation test in the blood, which, is, which was done by loads of patients in a, in a clinical study. And also, um, besides the immune system and the neurological problem and the toxicity, nowadays you have EMF, you have Wi-Fi, electromagnetic fields, and it's pretty clear that if you have any metal in your body, that you have kind of like a little antenna. And also mm. all these metals oscillate at specific frequencies or wavelength. And there are studies showing, for example, if you do a phone call on your cell phone, normally the electromagnetic fields go to your cell phone and back to the tower. If you have any metal, it could also be a piercing in your nose. But let's say you have an amalgam filling in your mouth. It will, um, there's studies showing that you have more mercury vapor coming out of the filling because of the higher frequency. It's kind mm. of amplifying the whole electromagnetic wave in your mouth. Imagine there would be like an antenna in there. So mm -hmm. the wave comes and it does like this in all directions. And if you know that your nervous system also and your cell has a, you can just think a bit further and see that this will disrupt your whole nervous system and your whole currents in your body, bringing you into electrosensitivity. And if loads of patients um, with electrosensitivity on a daily basis, there's a whole yeah. problem. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a really crazy thing to think about that, that if you have like a lot of metal in your mouth uh, or any parts of your body, uh, like in a joint or some, some, somewhere, then um, yeah, it's a pretty, makes you like a huge uh, antenna or at least like a mini cell tower <laughs> that attracts uh, these uh, frequencies or much, much easier. Yes, I've, I've done one post on Instagram where I said, if you, have, if you still can't sleep or have any chronic issues despite doing all the biohacks, time to look in your mouth because maybe this is disrupting everything that's why why you have to start there this is where everything begins so basically what goes into your mouth like nutrition is a big part of the of the equation and what has to be taken out so the metal the root canals are another thing root canals you know about root canals those are basically teeth you had a huge cavity and it, you had pain massive pain your body um, the dentist needs to do anything against the pain and the the pain treatment is basically a root canal. And you basically take out the nervous system, the blood supply, the lymph supply, the tooth, and leave it there as this hard organ, but without any connection to your body. You fill in some plastics, rinse it a little bit and disinfect it, and leave it there as a, you could say, as a dead organ. And this is something that has a few hidden hazards, can have a few ha hidden hazards, because in the regular world, in a regular natural environment, this tooth will probably have an infection and there will be pus and then your body will just extract it by, this, by itself because it's just inflamed. But you keep it in there, again, it's the perfect cave because of the structure component. A tooth has like millions and millions of tiny little dentin tubules, which are the perfect cave for microorganisms that are anyways living in your body. So mm -hmm. anaerob or anaerobic bacteria are not bad in itself. But if you compartmentalize them into, for example, a dead root canal or a dead tooth, they can live and flourish there without the immune system being able to eat them or attack them because basically macrophages just and present to the immune system. You can see kind of like the bacteria lurking inside the dentin tubules and the bigger macrophages around making a chronic inflammation, which you can see on an x-ray, for example, as a cyst or as a huge cyst or some pus that's coming out. 
And imagine this for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, ongoing chronic cytokines. You know the studies, yeah? You can look at IL-6, it will interfere with your growth hormone. It will interfere with basically all uh, functions in your body. It will make your cell insulin resistant. It can have, yeah. make havoc on your um, neurotransmitters. So actually everything that you know, from, um, nutrition, ketosis, and hormesis, you can totally do the same knowledge and apply it to the mouth, but nobody looks there. And this is my, where I have to come in and fill in the gap because I've learned all the other parts too. And mm -hmm. um, friend, Tim, yeah. yeah. I like, you've been to, to the health optimization summit. I've seen it uh, last year. We didn't meet, yeah. um, but I like that he calls it health optimization. I like also the word biohacking, but I didn't know what it was until like one and a half years ago. So health optimization starts in your mouth and it's a big part of the thing. The future, all of us doctors or coaches should have kind of like a concept of how overall health works. And you maybe need a specialist in the field like, okay, something repair, send it to maybe me or any other doctor who's able to remove the source. But the mindset should be, for, at least for our future generation like my kids, you don't need a dentist. Because your body initially is immune against cavity, it's immune against um, scoliosis and bad problems. It all starts with your nutrition and with your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And if you can teach this, you don't have any root canals later, you don't need any fillings, and we, we wouldn't have all these problems. But this is not now. Now it's more like chronic epidemic of chronic disease and loads of people that, having, that are having all these problems. Metals, we had root canals bacteria in the root canals, infections, the toxins, yeah, they are bio eaters, mercaptans. And then you, there's also one thing that you can call it a hidden health hazard in your mouth. It's called cavitations as a layman's term. Cavitations are better known as NICO or FDOJ, fatty degenerative osteonegrotic jawbone. This is stuff that you don't learn in university, right. but I do this, see this on a daily basis. And this is just insane yeah imagine mushy fatty necrotic bone in your mm. job surrounding your trigeminal nerve with all these inflammatory cytokines hemokines in there you won't be too big people just let me know um, this is something that the world really needs to know about so it's kind of like getting little even if it's like yeah, lots of studies out there for this. yeah 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 definitely and why do you think that uh, there isn't that much uh, like you know understanding about this uh, like important connection uh, like and also like what 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 is some of maybe the potential contro controversy around it like why would why isn't this thing being uh, taught in uh, like schools you mean the cavitations uh, well everything related to like you know amalgams and uh, the teeth and oral health in general I think it's just this multiple factors of course it's not not always the goal of um, yeah optimal health is not actually the goal for medicine it's like you know medicine is more like health is defined as absence of disease and not for optimal health and the mm -hmm. dental part is more like until last year the approbations or the stuff that you have to learn in university was from 1954 so we learned things that came from being a dentist. So a dentist a hundred years ago wasn't a doctor, wasn't a medical doctor, was just a pure craftsman. And this mm. is why I always say the next level is 
high-tech craftsmen or high-tech dentistry, but melding it down with functional medicine and health optimization. This is the part that's just not trained in university because I would say the stuff you learn is 50 years outdated. And um, as you know, everything in university or in clinics just takes forever. So my approach is, is the other route. It is to inform patients and people that might have any problems and that there are solutions and that you maybe have to start in your mouth. And then the patients are asking their doctors, hey, have you heard about biological dentistry? What about ceramic implants? I've heard that there are solutions, better things than metals nowadays. And then the dentist has to double things. So I'm doing this for 10 years at least, and I've done so many um, congresses and speakings in front of regular um, dental communities. And this was, this was always a pain in the ass So I, because of being emotionally attacked. So this is, if you're not open-minded, it's really difficult. But it changes ever since last year. It's kind of like there's a new breed of people like me, like I call them the cool kid biohacking dentists, that are finally seeing, okay, we are good with the technique. This is something that is fun and it's a very skilled approach. Even a root canal treatment is very highly skilled stuff. So I admire people who can do this. But our thing is just like, what can you do to optimize health? And this is, you can still do your dental stuff, but you have to learn about your immune system. You have to learn about nutrition. You have to learn about detoxification. You just have to get more updates, kind of like an iPhone 11 now. You cannot communicate right. with iPhone 11 and the apps of an iPhone 6 doesn't work anymore. So it's mm -hmm. just basically missing information and it won't work in university. We are doing research right now, ceramic implants with a few universities in Tübingen and in Hamburg, so we are starting research, but you know research always comes last. You always have to see and then change things and go with your gut feeling and maybe do things that are not like taught in university just because you want to help a patient getting healthy. And there is actually all the research, but it's maybe from microbiology. It might be from, um, let's say, biochemistry. Yeah, like amalgam fillings are still subsidized in, in Germany and still in the US. I don't know about Estonia, but Scandinavian countries like Sweden and Norway have banned amalgam and all heavy metals at least, I would say at least 10 to 15 years ago. Mm. So they just have an overall environmental heavy metal ban, so they couldn't mm. do the amalgam in the mouth. But in Germany, it's still subsidized. So that means insurances pay for amalgam fillings, which is just insane. Because the yeah. studies are eighty. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, and uh, I, I, I've like I've, I've heard about this uh, Netflix documentary as well, uh, Root Cause, I believe, and uh, that was like banned as well because of uh, covering this uh, controversial topic of uh, amalgam fillings and uh, metals in the mouth. So, yeah. do you can you maybe explain what, what was the controversy about and uh, uh, yeah. what's the reason? Yeah, Root Cause was. I think they banned it mid-19 and I was actually promoting it quite a bit because I knew the people in there. Because it's a documentary, it was on Netflix about a guy who basically biohacked everything he could, but he still wasn't fit. So he tried everything, including shamanism. So he went every route, esoteric, and I have nothing against esoteric, don't get me wrong. Just he tried everything. He, needed, he must have been a superhero, but he wasn't. So then he came into a dental office in a holistic or biological one and they just found a root canal in here in the front and the 
incisor is connected to your kidney and bladder meridian system from Chinese medicine. And it draws, of course, a lot of energy. They just removed the root canal and basically all his problems were gone. And of course, it was just a documentary and probably not as research-based, but a little bit more Netflix style, of course. And what they did, our co my colleagues, basically, the guys that are specializing in doing root canal treatments, they are called endodontologists. They only do root canal treatments. And of course, they do that very well, and that's their job. Two, I think 200,000 endodontologists in the U.S., signed a petition to remove it from Netflix. You can still find it, I think, on Amazon, maybe, or on iTunes. But a lot of patients coming in or seeing this movie, um, Root Cause, and I couldn't believe that my colleagues are, they just, just don't get it. And this is still a fight that I, that, that's going on on their side, because I basically don't fight. I've written an article about Root to Disease in 2013 here in Germany. And I wanted to publish it everywhere. And all the magazines told me that's not possible. One mm. accepted it, started online. And it was the most read article ever back then on the online page. And then we printed it in the Dental Tribune, Endodontic Tribune. So I had a lot, <laughs> I had lots of problems with my dental colleagues always. And it's still going on because they initially, when they don't know, and somebody like me presents it, they think I'm a marketing guy. Or something. Right. They don't know and to see this dude in Instagram who's saying that root canals might be a problem for your overall health. They don't even read what's in the caption or they don't even look at the video. They just think, think that's this guy is a, he's just not telling the truth. And then they initially go into protection mode, anger, denial, and just massively attack you. And of course, when my book came out, there was also shitstorm and everything, which is fine because, um, if they're a little bit open-minded and they meet me in person, they will know it's just my passion. I need to just perform. I don't say anything. I don't, I never tell people that something is dangerous. Actually quite the opposite. I just inform that if you have any problems and you can't get fitter or healthier, dude, maybe you have to look in your mouth. And yeah. why should it be a problem for a dentist? We dentists, we are always being belittled in, the, in every movie, you know, like, Hangover, ah, this dude is not a real, real doctor. It's just a dentist. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> That's what, what a dentist is all about. So normally when you're a dentist, most people hate to go to the dentist. Let's be honest. They're like, oh, it's going to be painful. Or maybe they find a hole. They have to drill. Or maybe a root canal. So everybody hates the dentist. So you have to deal with bad, negative vibes every day as a regular dentist. My patients wait for months and months and prepare themselves with their nutrition, with their lifestyle, and look forward to go to a health optimization week so I have fun every day and I think all the dentists would profit from this so they have a better life they help the patients they can do their high-tech dentistry but they have to learn a bit more about immune system nutrition they should always start with themselves that's how we train actually and make them healthier and there's a whole health matrix behind all this and basically biological dentistry and removing all these things is a big part of the health matrix so Removing the source is key. Right. You can have your lifestyle and check all the things you're also talking about. Yeah, sleep optimized. What about you have your sleep optimized? You're wearing the red glasses. Yeah, you have your Wi-Fi switched off. You eat perfect. You may be being in a ketosis or maybe you're doing metabolic um, flexibility eating or whatever. You go grounding. 
do do recovery tools, IV hyperbaric, but you still lack deep sleep and your heart rate is at 75 at night and your variability never goes above 22. Even you do every, if you've done everything, it's time to find somebody who's able to look in your mouth right. and diagnose this because this is just the start and the elongation of your brain. Maybe mm. you understand? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, it uh, requires this sort of uh, understanding about how the teeth are connected to the various organs, like you mentioned, uh, like the brain and the kidneys and uh, liver and so on. So, yeah, it's a kind of a m mindset shift or like just get, getting the right information. And then, yeah, like it, it is true that if nothing else seems to be working uh, or that you have been doing everything right, uh, then maybe they are, they are, maybe you have like some, you know, uh, feelings uh, that need to be removed or something. So what would be like maybe some signs of uh, that that they do have some that kind of issue or is like or is it like that it Everyone should try to remove all the metal and all their fillings from the mouth no matter what <laughs> When your goal is optimal health 100% yes Don't cannot tolerate in this environment nowadays, which is anyways difficult to live in and um, having heavy metals anywhere in your body or metals in your body is just not acceptable. Um, root canals can be problematic if you have chronic infection or infl chronic inflammation. You don't want to have a chronic inflammation in your body, right? right? And also these cavitations where you find chemokines like antis, which is basically telling your body to heal itself all the time and is connected to all sorts of um, medical diseases. Like you just PubMed this chemokine rantis or CCL5 uh, and any sort of um, disease, let's say chemokine rantis plus multiple sclerosis, you will probably find 2,000 papers right away. Mm -hmm. The only medical field that doesn't look at this is the dentist who actually produces it or even could diagnose it if he knows about it, but you don't learn it. So the typical things for, for these cavitations is chronic, uh, being chronic tired. What was it? Chronic fatigue. fatigue. Yeah. Chronic fatigue is... Number one, thyroid problems. Number one, Hashimoto's, autoimmune thyroiditis, and irritable bowel syndrome. Because the cavitation in the wisdom tooth area, where it mostly happens after getting your wisdom teeth removed, um, is connected to your small intestine and heart meridian, as well as your adrenal glands. And this is where the whole autonomic nervous system switches. Lots of grinding, bad skin is always related to um, small intestine. So me personally, I had bad skin, and intestinal problems, done the cavitations and was just gone within one day. And, um, and of course, we have a lot of chronic sick patients with like ALS, MS, multiple sclerosis. And this is basically what, what it was the last eight to 10 years, more like chronic sick patients like that I have seen 29 doctors before. But it's changing to more health optimization patients that are just looking for the next edge. They are already an eight out of 10 but they're looking for maybe improving the sleep, getting healthier. Like our friend Tim, yeah, he also went to see me and we, we did a lot of, we still, even if he's as healthy already, there was a lot of things to find in his mouth. And the funny thing is that his um, career started with amalgam toxicity. And amalgam is always a problem because you have mercury once in your mouth. There's so many studies showing that it will do a dysbiosis because mercury basically kills the good bacteria, not just in your mm -hmm. mouth, but also in your gut swallow it mercury also goes into your cell blocks your nervous system it's related to all nervous system problems and yeah. um, 
it's also going within 24 hours, it goes through your tooth, through the dental tunnels, in your whole jawbone, basically impregnates or basically sticks into your bone, makes uh, havoc with your bone metabolism, and it's in your whole body, mainly in detoxification organs like kidney, also in the brain, and whatever um, fatty tissue in 24 hours. And it stays there, depending on, on your genetics or your SNPs for 16 years, for 30 years, or you cannot even excrete it at all if you have any apolipoprotein problems and you have it in your nervous system, it's quite difficult to get it out there. So I think mm. no-brainer to have your mouth as clean as possible. It should be foundational work of all our all us coaches besides yeah. the yeah. the other reasons. Yeah, so, so like uh, the, with the mercury, it's that uh, the longer the mercury stays in your mouth, then... Uh, the more of that mercury is going to spread throughout the rest of the body as well, because of like it constantly being leached into the bloodstream, if that's right. Yeah, different mechanisms. So mercury filling is basically just, it's not, really, it's not really an alloy, it's more like a mesh of different heavy metals, 50% being mercury in the amalgam. If you, for example, bite on these teeth, you grind, you chew, you brush, you go to professional cleanings, there's always more mercury vapor, which is HD, zero in chemical terms and hc zero is is vapor it's odorless you don't smell it you don't see it and it goes through um all cell membranes without any protection and then in the cell it's probably being um oxidized by catalases and built into hg2 plus um and sticks there so it's really mandatory and of course if you have an amalgam filling for 10 years for 20 years, for 30 years, of course, you're chronically intoxicating your body even further because it's about two to three micrograms of mercury vapor leaching out of one filling. If oh. you have, for example, an amalgam filling right next to a gold crown or, or next to a titanium implant, so different methods, you also have a problem called galvanics, which is battery. And you have the saliva, which is an electrolyte, and then Kind of like in a battery, the anodes travel to the cathode, you know what I mean? like the ions. So you basically corrode. Imagine a propeller of a boat underneath the water, how it's getting rusty over time. That's mm. corrosion. Same happens in your mouth if you have different materials. And if you have a titanium implant, so basically a root, uh, alternative for a root canal to your tooth, and you put a gold crown on top, can measure voltages up to 3.5, which is a real battery in your jaw, in your nervous system. It's just insane. And yeah. if you think of all these um, implications, so if you know all these things, in my opinion, it's a moral obligation to tell people. And of course, you have to decide yourself, but it seems to be a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, fortunate. Fortunate. I haven't had like any feelings uh, or like any teeth problem uh, in the past so uh, I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't be like uh, I can probably you know I would probably be able to recognize that if something is off um, then uh, there is some, some problem there and maybe like some biomarkers people can look out for is like just this increase uh, inflammation and uh, sleeping problems and uh, detoxification problems and all, all the kinds of like autoimmune um, related problems yes basically you cannot pinpoint it to any symptom, but if you have any symptom, it could be related to a heavy metal problem, it could be related to a root canal. This is how you have to approach it. You will find studies for all of it. But have you personally had your wisdom teeth removed or have you had them in your mouth? 
uh, I think I have them. <laughs> I haven't had them removed, I think. Because I, I, I don't remember having any, any of my teeth uh, removed or something. Yeah, you would remember. But do you know if you have all teeth in line? So do you have three molars? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. That's good. That's a rare, rare thing, at least in Germany or in most Western countries, actually. Um, so if you have your wisdom tooth and they're in line with all the teeth, that's actually perfect. But I would say 80% of all patients get their wisdom teeth removed in Germany or in the US, and let's just say in the Western world, because of crowded teeth, spacing problems, or have impacted wisdom teeth. That mean, I, by that I mean, you don't see them in your mouth, but on an X-ray you would see them being in the jawbone, which is a huge problem, like a cavitation. And the same thing, your body wants to push out the teeth, it's just not possible, it does a chronic inflammation around it, your nervous system being stressed, and in sympathetic nervous system, Fight and flight, basically, 24-7. Imagine you in 24-7 in fight and flight. How is your body working? How is your digestion right. working? How is yeah. your sleep? This is basically what I see on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah, the worst thing is that your body gets used to it or like your psychology gets used to it. So you, you, you think it's normal to be like yeah. agitated and stressed out, <laughs> whereas in reality, it's just your uh, body and brain getting uh, you know, habituated with it. Yeah, that's kind of like a, your body being um, lazy Chronic stuff is lazy stuff because it hurts maybe for a bit, but then the receptor just gets unregulated. You get used to it, and you never know. Add lots of these chronic problems. And you can, I always train my patients while doing surgery to focus on the breathing and focus on not thinking and feeding your body because if you remove all these things, the body knows within a second that it's healthier. So most of the patients get into parasympathetic mode while doing surgery, while removing the crab, and yeah, feel lots of things like getting finally warm hands, warm feet, and see better, all like crazy yeah, symptoms. If you like, if you can really feel, but a lot of them are like 30 years in chronic stress, they don't feel anything anymore. They're kind of like machines used right. to this. So then it's really weird that something is actually Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, what would be like some alternatives? Uh, you mentioned some of these uh, ceramics uh, as alternatives to uh, amalgams. So amalgam fillings, I actually don't know if that's so the alternative to just an amalgam filling is to go with a composite filling or your glass filling. It's depending on size and shape of your cavity to repair, but I would just go with something more biocompatible like ceramics. So you could do comp composites for tinier ones and ceramics for, let's say you need an inlay, like just a bigger cavity or a partial crown or crown. This is just dental, dental um, tongue for like medical stuff for like how much of the enamel of the hard substance is already been destroyed. So if it's a lot, you maybe need a partial crown. If it's the full tooth, you need a full crown or a cap sometimes then. But go with ceramics because those are made out of sand basically. So that is most biocompatible. If you need an alternative for root canal, so the root canal comes out, and 99% of all dentists still do titanium implants. Titanium is obviously a metal. And of, it is biocompatible, but of course it's not neutral. So it's not as biocompatible, and there are lots of studies showing that it's still healing or osseointegrating with an innate inflammation, again, TNF-alpha, interleukin-1, IL-6, 
NF Kappa B on an ongoing basis besides being an antenna. So I'm a specialist for ceramic implants. I remove root, all root canals and I place immediate ceramic implants. Why? Because ceramic is totally neutral. I'm not saying that ceramic implants is the best you could possibly have because the best is still your regular healthy tooth. But it is a good alternative if you need reparation and an immediate one has a bigger implication because we can remove the root canal. Let's say you have this tooth, you can take it out very carefully. I will clean everything with ozone and neurotherapy. And then you just insert the ceramic implant at, at the same time. The ceramic implant in this case acts like a tent pole stabilizing your whole anatomy. So your body is actually is healing on top of the ceramic implants because there's no interference from the material. We need to check the materials. And I don't know if the future brings something else. I'm, at, I'm currently the president of the International Society for Metal-Free Implantology. We actually called it metal-free because you never know if there's something better, but it's at least, at least a solution mm -hmm. for people that need reparation. So removing right. a and implanting something at the same time with a material that is neutral, biocompatible, and body likes it, good strategy, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree that the best, best uh, you know, strategy is the prevention or making sure that you don't have uh, broken teeth. But uh, yeah, that's not possible for people who have been you know, doing the wrong things for you know, decades and, uh, and for long years. Uh, but what would, what would be like the best ways to just keep your teeth uh, and oral health uh, healthy you know, without any like, intervention? It's basically your lifestyle. That's nutrition right from the start. Your tooth um, can mineralize itself and does mineralize itself through the saliva and also builds up, of course, through the nutrients that you have in your blood or in your body because of the stuff that you absorb. And this is why nutrition has such a big impact, just not just for me and my body and physical exercise and all these things, but also for all the... Um, purposes of osseointegration of ceramic implants, healing these cavitations. So because when I clean the bone, I need new bone there later on. If your body wasn't able to build bone after removal of a, of a wisdom tooth in the first place, we have to make sure that when we do this again, that it heals. So I've this, I've, yeah, in my, my nutritional approach is called food design concept. It's basically 20 years of nutrition into as easy as possible. I think we both, placed in all the, the same stuff, like as natural as possible, focus on whole foods. It's basically, as a, in my concept, is a red chart for patients, very simple, which you, stuff that you shouldn't eat. The core four is always, you know, sugar. Every dentist should know sugar and every patient knows sugar is not as good. It's not so good for you too. We go with um, grain-free or at least gluten-free grains, dairy-free most of the time. No butter is allowed, of course, or ghee. And highly refined vegetable oils should be avoided because of inflammatory problems. And we focus on a green chart, which is macronutrients, protein, healthy fats, healthy carbs, veggies. And I basically just individualize it within five minutes after knowing what they do after surgery. And before they come to surgery, they start just with a generalized approach for at least four to six weeks with from macro to micro. So we go with and recommendations like at least two grams of protein per kilogram of body weight, you stand and enzymes so that your body is able to build bone and tissue. Just in this case, you have to be anabolic. See it as a surgical phase. We will remodel your whole house. You need workers 
you shouldn't be into any sort of hormetic stressor besides the surgery. So the rest should be building blocks, building blocks, building blocks. Um, I fine tune depending on their metabolism, which energy sources they should use. You know, all people have different sorts of mindset. They can be a vegan, they could be a ketogenic guy, they could be a vegan, they could be metabolic flexing, they do intermittent fasting. So because it's based on macronutrients, I can design it um, independent of all mindsets. Just with the goal of being anabolic, actually, in this case, and um, to recover and regenerate for at least the next three to six months until all the stuff that I did surgery for are ossified or even osteointegrated and your body will profit from this because most of the patients actually are catabolic for long years of being in sympathetic nervous system. So even if they come in and doing only one meal a day for the last years, I will probably do the opposite and just mm -hmm. let them eat and cut out of stress mode by right, right. implementing right strategies. It's all the toolbox for me. Basically, I could do it probably too. Using the tools and of course then fine tuning with the micronutrients. I've invented a protocol. It's called the Bone Healing Protocol. It's evolving around twenty thousand IU's of vitamin D3 a day, four weeks prior to surgery, to get you at seventy nanograms per milliliter before surgery or health optimization week, and then stay there forever. And at least for a few months, you need these twenty thousand IU's. But of course, you cannot just smash twenty thousand IU's of vitamin D3. This is why it's a full right. protocol with all cofactors magnesium, vitamin K2, omega-3, vitamin A, like the full package and activated vitamins so that I'm sure at least for these four to six months, they are as healthy and as anabolic as possible. And most of the patients actually, they stick to these things, get a bit more individualized, maybe do a little bit more of other mindsets too, but the most impact is the lifestyle. Of course, I have to remove the sauce. I use all strategies in terms of recovery, hyperbaric, intravenous nutrition is always two days before, on day of surgery, after surgery, we draw blood to make PRF membranes, which contain stem cells, peptides, red light therapy, infrared sauna is going to be there soon. Like all things biohacking, health optimization are anyways included, but to make a full picture and if the people get into a healing mode and then we help the body to heal itself because this is what we do. The body is intelligent in itself, but if it's depleted, it's not possible. If there's stuff that's disturbing, we have to take out the source basically. And then your body can heal itself. We just yeah, support. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's, um, I think the biggest culprit is just the processed food, <laughs> the uh, inflammatory yeah. processed food and uh, especially like, you know, the, sugars and uh, other vegetable oils and those things uh, i'm sure that you heard about uh, you know western a price who you know was wondering why did the aboriginal tribes have very little uh, cases of uh, you know tooth decay and cavities compared to like the westerners and it he found that it was had to do just with the diet that the yes. hunter gatherers they ate their natural diet without without any processed foods and uh, the uh, westerners just ate a bunch of crap and that, that's why they d developed you know bad teeth Yes, West Price is actually one of my um, yeah, role models. I would say he's one of the first biological dentists and explorer because he did both nutrition and um, being a dentist. Yeah, he was, uh, did also lots of studies about root canals. I don't know if you know about this. He has written a book, Nutrition Regeneration, probably referring to. And, but he also did 30 years of root canals. And what he did, 
if he did the, the most insane experiments because he was just seeing patients that they're getting sick, chronic problems. And he, he didn't know, but he told them, I'm quite sure it's coming from these root canals. Let's just remove them. And what he did, he just removed the root canal teeth and implanted it under the skin of rabbits. Famous rabbit experiments. And the rabbit um, just transferred about 80% of all the symptoms and got the same as the host with mm. heart problems, 100%. And he did that mm. for 30 years. And he, did, he has written a huge companion and one of the other godfathers of biologic dentistry, Dr. Hal Huggins, he did the whole testings again in the 70s. Same results. Still nobody knows about it. And because it's, of course, also the endodontologist, the, the dentist that are trained to do only root canals. And it's also, of course, their business. And it's actually the, mo the biggest group of dentists growing in the years of like 30 to 45 years. It's not like me. I'm a surgeon. I am, this is in the 10% of all dentists that are anyways doing surgeries and ceramic implant surgeries. It's like a handful of people all over the world. So it's really endodontologists. And this is what he said like 100 years ago, famous rabbit studies. Google this. And of course, the Aborigines, what he also did, he gave the Aborigines and, or he looked at Aborigines or Western Africans who had the ancestral diet and had like all wisdom teeth in place, wide nostrils, mouth and not mouth breathing, nose breathing, and like perfect posture, very healthy. And their um, younger relatives, like their kids, had in contact to process foods like sugars, all the stuff that started then, like sugars and milk and whatever. And what they looked like monsters, like little monsters, crowded teeth, mouth breathing, um, no wisdom teeth, no space for wisdom teeth, narrow faces, and like scoliosis. And he just postulized that this is because of nutrient depletion. And this right. is where also he, he did kind of like an initial boning protocol because he found this activator X in the milk, in the grass fed butter, and like milk and, the, and the, the butter from grass-fed cows mm -hmm. he said something in it and chris Mastron actually uh, found out 2009 that this is vitamin k2 of yeah. course vitamin k2 is always a big part of uh, bone healing but if you eat an ancestral diet vitamin k2 is the vitamin k from animal food but lots of people nowadays eat vegan stuff there is no vitamin k2 in, the, in, in plants only in natto which is mm -hmm. fermented soy we have our um K2 from this source, but it's pretty difficult. So most um, carnivores will probably have no problem with um, K2 deficiency, but right. um, like omnivores are meant. Yeah. But uh, vegans have a lot of um, deficiencies, and they are mostly catabolic when they don't, if they don't know, and when they don't know how to do it for optimal health. This is where I have to come in, like protein deficiencies, lack of choline. B12 is clear, but um, creatine, taurine, carnosine, from a medical point of view, you have to really then optimize it to make sure that they really osteointegrate the bone because they most of the time are not able to build tissue. They're just, and, and just catabolic. Hmm. Yeah, it uh, requires more kind of attention to detail or just awareness about the nutrients that you need and how to uh, kind of supplement them uh, the right way. So like you, you can still get like for K2, like natto is actually the number one source of k2 in the world it's just that no one is eating it <laughs> it's only like in uh, japanese dishes and uh, asian countries where people tend to eat it and most people in the west uh, don't eat it so yeah and they don't even know about it and 
problem is, I looked for it, it's really difficult to get an organic source of natto. And it doesn't taste so good, actually. Yeah. Most of the natto you find in, in Chinese um, markets, supermarkets, are full of MSG and like, yeah. this is not healthy. <laughs> yeah. You would have to do it yourself if you are really concerned. No problem. Actually, it's the same thing. If you if you want to do a vegan diet, plant-based, then you have to know how to treat plants the right way. And like our ancestors did, you have to ferment the stuff, you have to soak it, you have to maybe wash it longer. Um, yeah, like gluten, for example, if you do sourdough bread, and mm. that's what Germans did. Um, yeah. 50 years ago, my grandma did sourdough bread. She just let the dough sit for at least three days and basically the bacteria just eat the gluten and the lactin is not a problem anymore. So mm. nobody does that. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, like the fermented grains uh, are more popular in, in Europe as well compared to like the States where uh, no one, literally no one does it. <laughs> and uh, like, and uh, like that's one of the reasons why people think at least um, that uh, pe despite people in Europe eating more grains, they have still like this, uh, you know, you know, uh, inflammatory diseases related, related to gluten consumption than in the States because we ferment the grains and we don't have, you know, um, a bunch of other, you know, ingredients in, in the bread. So we keep it more like natural and uh, whole food. I think the biggest problem in the US is that you cannot find even organic sources of wheat is always full of pesticides like glyphosate. Huge right. problem. And did we clean out, did a lot of studies and my friend, Dr. Lechner, I call him the Yoda of cavitations. <laughs> already had 12 published papers on these cavitations. They found everything in the cavitations, kind of like a huge dumping area, found glyphosate in there, they found parasites, viruses, fungi, heavy metal, and big thing for the US listeners, they find mold, and I found a lot of mold in there. So in the US, mold is a big of, it's a huge problem because of housing and all these like, yeah, mm -hmm. um, problems there, and mold tends to live in these cavitations. Really nasty. Mold takes lots of energy, and you can't find it. You cannot go literally go into the bone without drilling into it and looking for this. And then really, you can really sometimes find macroscopic mold, like really yellow, nasty stuff. And if you don't find it, these people they their their lives really suck because they live in their cars outside of their houses. They cannot sleep. They're tired chronically, but they cannot sleep. So it's like really mold is a big thing, and lime is the other big thing. Yeah. Um, we have, normally if there's no corona more than 50 percent of my patients are coming from the us or um, foreign countries now it's different because of corona of course um, we have more german um, patients but um, i think at one point it will open again and for medical travel i think it's still fine I, last week there were people from canada so i think it's already opening a bit yeah what about uh, like these acidic acidic beverages like um, you know soda is bad because of the sugar but what about like coffee or teas and uh, like alcohol maybe how how does that affect teeth? Um, I don't have a problem with coffee if it's not too much and I think coffee is not too acidic. A big problem that people don't know besides soda of course, orange juice is super acidic. Mm. And some people actually smash ascorbic acid and just put a spoon into their mouth and just let it kind of like sit there. This will be very bad for your enamel and um, too acidic. Coke, Coke Zero, but this is probably what you refer to as soda, are very acidic. Yeah, probably teas that are acidic too, but I would normally have no problem with the regular herbal teas like green tea or boiled tea or black tea or 
if it's good quality, I think this is no problem. I think you should most of the time drink water, yeah, mineralized water, filtered if possible. So we always filter and then remineralize it. And because also that's good for your saliva. Um, what else could be a problem? Yeah, then of course your toothpaste can be a problem because right. of a lot of these advertised toothpaste for like whitening, teeth whitening, they contain um, kind of like sand particles, like a grip tape on a skateboard to just um, grind down teeth over time. I would look into these and make sure that you don't have any um, abrasives in a toothpaste. Also, you should check for fluoride-free toothpaste. Not depending, that's not because of erosion, but it's just a chemical that you should avoid, at least from a biological point of view. And basically, you, you can do DIY your own toothpaste or find something that you would eat because you put it in your mouth. You should not put chemicals in your mouth or anything on your body. It's like your mouth, the skin in your mouth, like the tissue called gingiva or gingiva. Like the gum is outside body like this body. Imagine you have a chronic inflammation on your gum or your there's always a little bit of bleeding. Your gum is then opening. And I refer to this as leaky gum. It's oh. the same leaky gut because below the gum is your inside body, starting with your bone called periodontium, where your tooth is hanging in there. So you have an opening and a huge Niagara Falls gap for the oral bacteria, which could be kind of like lots of anaerobics that you don't want to have in your cells. So yeah. really, your mouth has to be integral. So a good strategy to help with the tooth, with the saliva, and also with um, gum tissue is oil pulling. And you ever heard about oil, oil pulling? It's yeah, a, I've heard of it, yeah. yeah. oil pulling, basically, I think it's coming from Ayurveda. It's very ancestral. Yeah. Just use regular coconut oil because biohackers always use coconut oil or some C8 oil or whatever. And um, you could spike it up with some um, herbs. Like I would probably do a little bit of oregano with the coconut oil and a bit of peppermint. You could also do some propolis because of antiviral activity. And just put, basically just swish it around in your mouth or pull on it for 5 to 15 minutes and then spit it out. This will help everything. Do it one, once a day, clean, then brush your teeth once a day, and that's it. I don't recommend floss, flossing because if you don't know how to use flosses correctly, you most of the time just snap it through your teeth and create little micro cuts, bleed again a little bit. So in nature, you wouldn't use flosses, right. but they have to add a butt. If you're optimized, if you're like you or me and your diet is on point, you probably don't even have to have to brush your teeth at all because your teeth are clean from food and from the right sources. Right. If you eat a standard American diet, I would probably recommend brushing your teeth twice a day and maybe use a floss. If you have any sort of um, crown work or metal, all that stuff, it changes. You probably have to floss a bit. But if you, everything is healthy and natural, your gum grows on top of your teeth. You don't want to rip it off every day. So this mm -hmm. is the strategy. You have to yeah. time when is the correct way to use it. Yeah, I, I would also agree that, yeah, if you're like doing the right things and eating a clean diet and uh, everything else optimized, then you don't like necessarily need to be cleaning your teeth that manically as well. And maybe more damaging in a sense, if you're just overdoing it. 
because your microbiome is also like in the mouth and uh, yeah, you don't want to be, you know, keeping it like super hygiene and super sterile. Nine, 100%, this is the stupidest thing you can do, like oral rinses, like the regular ones, and also sometimes alcohol and stuff, kills your microbiome. And this is really bad because the whole immune system is in there. Like the saliva is kind of like a magic fluid. There's immunoglobulins in there, there are peptides in there. You know, if you, for example, cut your finger, you initially do, mm, yeah, because mm -hmm. your body knows that saliva will glue this kind of like together and it's anti-inflammatory and antibacterial. It's amazing mm -hmm. stuff. And yeah. if your diet is correct, your saliva is full of proteins and minerals to replenish your, the acidic level and the demineralization of the teeth. Because basically, whenever you chew and when there's any sort of pH changes in your mouth because of nutrition, um, it changes within 30 min minutes after eating because of the um, pH, because of the minerals in the saliva, basically, mm -hmm. to make it easier. So it's, buffer it's a buffering system, it's an immune system, and of course it's your digestion. If you prepare your food, or just the thought of your food, you have more saliva, right? Because it's, pre it's starting to pre-digest in your mouth. There's amylases in there, there's proteases, stuff to pre-digest. That's why you should always focus on, on biting. Like my grandma told me, uh, bite 30 times every bite. I didn't do it. I'm more like the fat, I was more like the fast eater, but certainly I, I trained myself to eat very slow and take time for eating and being in a parasympathetic mode because this, this in itself um, activates my, my um, whole absorption later on. Um, besides, of course, use, eating only healthy stuff. And as I said, I'm not in any type of mindset. It's more like I probably would use, yeah, a different mindset for every meal, maybe. So, right. yeah. also, for example, I'd probably eat a more high carb meal after my sport, but then probably do a few meals that are ketogenic or low carb or paleo, and then do another one. So, it's more like timing. But protein stays consistent, just to have me. Here. And my fasting, I know you, you like to fast and ketos and stuff. I did that long, long times and also too long at, at once, like half a year, year at once. And this also is a problem again. So you will always have to find, this is, this is probably my thing over the years. I have to find the balance in everything because I'm a zero or a hundred guy, very extremist. Yeah. I was always saying 100 or not at all, but now <laughs> I have to find balance. So not good mm. for me to all the time because then I get metabolic inflexible and have other problems. There are studies showing that if you go too long in ketosis, it can also be aggravate cancer again. Whereas a bit of ketosis is probably the best strategy if you start having a cancer. So you know, all these things are depending on balance and actually your body, the only thing your body is searching for is homeostasis. Mm. Your body is, you can compensate so many things. But why do you want to compensate stressors in your mouth 24 seven if you have solutions to change it? because we have so much other stuff to compensate in our not unnatural environment that we created within the last hundred years, it's not necessary left like a Terminator mouth. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I uh, totally agree. Uh, so uh, but last thing I want to touch about is like a braces. Uh, if someone has like crooked teeth or some, you know, uh, that they want to fix their, straighten their teeth or something would it be beneficial or recommended to do those even though it has like metals in it 
of course, your bite is very important. So your bite is basically stabilizing your whole body structure, kind of like the thermostat for your whole posture. And also from a, from a psychological point of view, if actually when you have like crooked teeth, looks nasty, I would always say, okay, it's fine to do braces, but you have to take into consideration that braces are made out of metal, at least the one that are subsidized by um, the insurance companies. And if you put in a 14 year old kid or 12 year old kid with a full mouth of a big antenna and he's on, on Wi-Fi the whole day, imagine mm. what will happen while he's just growing up and it will probably cause a lot of havoc. So now better strategies, I would start very early going to see a um, orthodontist who might work with um, well, what's the word in English with um, appliances that you can take out, not like the fast the braces. Just to if you can see you can see with a six year old if the if they breathe already through their mouth mm-hmm. or if they have like narrow faces, you can start going early to to expand the jaw with like these appliances and start with the nutrition. Again, it's the same thing. Start yeah. as early as possible. And, but if you already have crooked teeth, like I had had braces twice, um, I would probably go with um, a Invisalign treatment or like these kind of like splints. Looks like a plastic fall you put on top of your teeth, you don't even see it. It's not possible for all, um, let's say, all oral crowdings. Yeah, because if you're like a bite like this, sometimes you need surgery or you need bigger appliances. But for just regular aesthetics, I would go with the least invasive and metal-free if possible. If not, just make sure that your kid knows how to deal with Wi-Fi and all this stuff to be protected and monitor this kid like tightly if it has any neurological problems or cannot concentrate in school anymore, is depressed or whatever, could be related to the braces. And also use an osteopath or any sort of manual therapy to help with fascia and all these things moving so that these teeth don't, that these braces don't take two years, but you can make it within six months with the right nutrition, with an uh, with a good orthodontist and combining it with um, manual stuff like osteopathy, myoreflex therapy, fascia stretching, whatever is needed to help growth and stretching in. This is what it basically does. So yeah. there are approaches in a biological way but of course, for future generations, the best idea would be breastfeeding for 18 months, no baby bottles, and of course, no lack in vitamin D3, no lack in any sort of protein or nutrients. Just ancestral food and lots of it. And then yeah. also, for my kids, at least that's the strategy I'm doing because we anyways have that lifestyle. And so far, luckily, my, my wife is... Uh, Breastfeeding professional, I would say. She breastfeeded all my kids for at least one and a half years, just by, in, by, just by intuition, by instinct. There wasn't any thought about it. And for now, they just still have their baby teeth. But you can see they have, they have space. There is no idea of breathing through their mouths. They, I was a big mouth breather, so they breathe through their noses. It's just, just normal for them. Mm. Perfect space. And let's see what happens. Sometimes maybe I'm lucky and this generation already works. Maybe only the next generation, you never know about epigenetics, but we would certainly give our best in terms of supplying them with the right nutrients and training them the right lifestyle because they're only five, three, and one. Mm. Kids and boys are especially yeah. little freaks, you know? <laughs>
yeah and also also like uh chewing having food that is uh requires some chewing because if you're eating like you know purees or uh soft foods all the time then you don't develop the jaw muscles either so chewing like you know chewing first, first thing is breastfeeding why because when you breastfeed you not just get the microbiome but sucking on a nipple requires 12 times the strength of sucking on a baby bottle which trains your whole lower jaw to come forward and get these strong masseter muscles. And also, at the same time, when, you, when you're sucking, you have to breathe through your nose, otherwise you die. You can mm. see this with the babies, if they get like blocked noses, it's like, <laughs> they, they kind of, like, die in between. So you can see how nature designed everything. So it's really, it's you know, just... Yeah, yeah that's fun. really interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because then afterwards, if you start chewing, start chewing. But this before one and a half years makes not a big sense so. yeah yeah for sure well it's been uh, great talking with you and yeah it's uh, glad that you uh, kind of revealed some of these uh, you know hidden variables that uh, contribute to person's uh, optimal health and yes i think it's really underrated and pretty important to just uh, take care of your mouth and uh, oral health yeah it's really important i think this is something that just needs to be one module trained for all our health optimization specialists and um yeah not everybody has to do the surgical part but if all of us coaches let's just call us health coaches or health optimizers just know about these things we can then see these problems say oh, okay dude have you checked your mouth or what about your gut what about your nutrition and then you have a full concept and i think this is the future and this is what i call yeah, biological dentistry 2.0 health starts in your mouth and yeah i love to spread it i love to hang with guys like you and other people that are just thinking outside of the box and being able to talk and spread the information this is really cool about our time that we yeah. can have this reach because this wasn't possible like let's say 10 years ago it wasn't probably wasn't possible so it's really a good yeah. time and actually that we have solutions to the thing. yeah absolutely that's uh, awesome and yeah glad to glad to talk with you as well yeah, I had a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah. Uh, before I ask my last question, uh, where can people learn more about you and your book and your work? So the book is called um, It's All in Your Mouth in English. I have it in Estonian. Wait one second. I don't know. I always wanted to know what it stands for. I don't know if you can see. Oh, damn it. Missus says Udames. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it, it's, it, it means like... A, what's in your mouth is in your heart as well something oh. something like that so it's not really to like it doesn't mention health it mentions that something like a, that there's a connection between your mouth and your heart basically and your heart but not with your overall health so they translated it wrong <laughs> well it's a some sort of like a colloquial term or something okay yeah cool and um, yeah you can find it in the book as the whole concept is explained um, um having an Instagram handle, it's called Dr. Dome one This is kind of like a health magazine that I'm trying to post something on a daily basis, more related to health starts in your mouth, but also the whole lifestyle thing. I have a YouTube channel, and of course, we have a website. I think I probably sent you all the show notes, uh, all the things for show notes, probably, if yeah. you want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll put, yeah. All the, we'll put all the links in the show notes. And um, my last question is, uh, what's this one piece of advice or a habit you wish you adopted sooner? Say it again. One piece of habit that? That you wish you adopted sooner. That I had learned sooner. 
Yeah, what was one thing that I wish I had learned sooner? Yeah, basically, if, if somebody would have trained my mindset and how to, yeah, how to be able to control your brain and be more able to feel and, yeah, hmm. just feeling and being intuitive and, and trusting your body and don't push it too hard at the beginning. That's maybe one thing. And of course, um, all the oral parts helped me personally extremely for my health, like the cavitation thing. This could have come 10 years earlier. That would be an amazing thing. And yeah, but I'm actually, I'm very happy that I had this kind of health journey for myself because otherwise I wouldn't have learned this. So I'm the guy, like I said, 100 or zero because I had my health problems and being depressed or whatever when I was a, a young age, yeah, made me find out all these things. And I'm very happy that I can do this. And yeah start early and train everybody about yeah nutrition is also something you should start early i would have if i would have known this when i was 20 um or 12 would be amazing because i was only eating fast foods like, of course and alcohol <laughs> yeah totally yeah it's a, never never too late to start no of course not you can start right away and yeah, biohacking is a great way to start and i love that it's there health optimization biohacking whatever you want to call it there are so many things you can do right away without having any kind of money. Just go out in nature, just breathe, go in the sun. You know, all those things we're all talking about, they're basically kind of for free. Of course, you cannot remove stuff from your mouth on your own, but you can start changing the nutrition by yourself, educate yourself. And yeah. Awesome. You epic time and yeah. Growth mindset, learning a little bit every day. Bit of protection. Yeah. It's all about helping each other, being the wolf pack, and sharing yeah, our strengths and build something epic to change, right? Bring change. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good uh, note to end the podcast as well. And yeah, thanks for coming. And yeah, it's, uh, we'll hopefully we'll meet each other like in, a, in the near future somewhere when uh, this lockdown is over. I think we will meet. Will you be on the summit? I think so. Yeah, we'll we'll see like what what happens, but I think I will. When it happens, we will see there one hundred percent. It's in January. Yeah, sounds good. Oh, yeah, I hope this lockdown stuff is soon over. It's actually stuck. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Sounds good.